Hi, and welcome to the Organize for Success podcast. I'm your host, Kathy McEwen. When we are not productive, it is crazy stressful. We beat ourselves up for not getting the things we need to do done. Our mind races, and we often suffer from getting a good night's sleep. We have several people reaching out to us, and that can make us feel very overwhelmed. We also could have a long list of tasks to do, which can really stress us out. Can you relate? I know I can at times. On this week's episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with author and speaker, Ketty Jeffcoat. We discuss how we can become more productive and the importance of knowing what our priorities are. One of my biggest takeaways is when Katie says, you should be running your calendar, your calendar shouldn't be running you. And isn't that so true? We also talk about negotiables versus non-negotiables and what Katie describes as international margins And did you know that margins can be as short as only three minutes? Before we dive into my conversation with Katie, I wanted to quickly mention that if you want even more productivity tips, when you finish this episode, be sure to check out episode number seven, How to Become More Productive in Seven Easy Steps. In that episode, I describe seven easy steps that you can start doing to help you become more productive. There is also actually a handout that you can download. Um, I'll be sure to share a link to that in the show notes. Also, if you're interested in working with me one-on-one so we can dive deep into your home organizing or productivity challenges and create the steps you need to have a more organized and simplified home and life, send me a quick email or contact me through my website. I personally answer all emails. You will hear from me if you send it to me. It's not one of my staff members. It's actually me. I respond back to all emails. And last, if you find our podcast helpful, please subscribe and leave us a review. That would mean a lot to me as reviews help us get noticed so more people can hop on and have a listen. Okay, I kept you waiting long enough. Here's my conversation with Katie. Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for joining us on the Organize for Success podcast. I'm so happy to have you, and I'm looking forward to our discussion on productivity. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I'm so, so excited. Yes, it's awesome. So I thought what we could do is start by just letting the listeners know a bit about yourself. And so how about you tell me a bit about your background and how you became an author and speaker? So where you were at one point to how you are now? Sure. So I, you know... It's the craziest thing. I literally grew up in a itty bitty town in southern Minnesota, 2006 people in the middle of a cornfield. <laughs> and uh, I then um, went to school, became a lawyer, found a good job in Washington, D.C., where I live now with my husband and two small kids, like birth to now in like 10 seconds or less. But what happened was I um, followed this dream to be a lawyer, which I had, I had this vision when I was seven years old and I never wavered for a single second. I always knew that this is what I wanted. And so I was on a mission to do this as quickly as possible from the age of seven. And then when I practice law, um, I was a trial attorney at a big law firm here in Washington, DC. And I did that for a number of years and had my kids and thought there has to be a better way. I was on that hamster wheel of overwhelm and the to-do list and the expectations and 
my kids were getting the scraps, you know, with all this ambition that was kind of left as I was balancing, what do I do with this career? Like maternity leave was this thing, right? Like how does this all going to shake out? Like in my mind more than physically, but I ended up quitting um, practicing law and just went on a entrepreneurial journey over the last almost decade. So how long has it been since you've quit law? Was it 10 years ago? Yeah. So I stopped practicing law about 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more now. Um, gosh, time flies, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> um, and I created this concept called intentional margins. And then I realized just through the course of life and having kids and all the things that kind of happen that we all want to be part of community. And at the end of the day, community is in our DNA and we all yearn to belong. So I started building communities because I went from Minnesota to Washington DC where I really didn't know anybody. And I was like, Oh, I will build my own community. And then here we are. Ah, so you mentioned intentional margins. Can you give us um, an idea of what that is? What, what do you mean by intentional margins? Sure. So intentional margins is this concept that I came up with that is a buffer of space and time to create harmony between your to-dos and your priorities. So what I see all the time happening is we're all on this hamster wheel of our to-dos. And by the end of the day, there's more to-dos on our list than there was when we started. And we're going to sleep feeling that anxiety of overwhelm, of there's so much to do. And that's a real feeling. You can feel the weight on your chest when you lay down at night and you're thinking about all the things on your to-do list. And I was feeling that. And I knew that there had to be a better way. A way where I didn't feel guilty for wanting to have a cup of coffee with a friend when I should be building my business or, you know, whatever that is. So I created this concept where we find harmony because we all want to do what our, what our priorities are, what lights our hair on fire, whether it's write a book, start a side hustle, um, do a podcast, help figure out how to get your dog to walk on its leash, like whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, we you... want that. And how do we do that and not feel guilty about it, but still prioritize it? And so that's what I teach now. How do we find that harmony? Yeah. And that's interesting because it is so true. You talked about um, lying down at night and going to sleep and you're thinking about your to-dos and what's often happening is people are not even falling asleep, right? Because they have so many to-dos on their list that they have to do and it's overwhelming and there's lack of sleep. And if you have lack of sleep, then you're not as productive the next day. So it's like just a catch 22. Um, one of the things I often say is that if, well, for myself is when I'm thinking of to-dos that I have to do, I have a notepad right beside my bed and I just write, start writing them down and then I'll deal with them tomorrow, but at least they're written down because otherwise I will forget by the next day. I'll tend to forget. So if I start thinking of new things that I need to tackle, I just write it down and then I tackle it in the morning. Bye. Absolutely. I oftentimes 
I feel like I have like the best ideas as I'm laying down at night. Yeah. I'm so tired. Like I don't really want to go to my notepad. And then right. I'm sure I'll remember it because it was such a good idea. And I yeah. never remember it. Never and then remember it. You just spin and spin and like yeah. nobody needs that. That's terrible. And it's exhausting. And you're not getting good sleep. And yeah. it's a cycle that is just hard to sustain over yeah. time. It's very true. So you mentioned that that you teach people about intentional margins. Can you give us just like maybe one tip of uh, what you teach them uh, and how to have that balance or that harmony? Sure. So one of the things I um, I talk about is just take a blank piece of paper. And you're really good at this because I've listened to some of your podcasts and you talk about this. You take a blank piece of paper and you write down all of your to-dos as you would do, you would say a brain dump, right? Yeah. That's what I call it. Brain dump. (laughs) Yeah, All of these tasks. And what we find is that sometimes they're legitimate to-dos and sometimes they're just ideas. They're just things that we're thinking of. They're not really a task. So you do that on one side of the page. And then on the other side, you write your priorities. Is it dinner time with my family, having a cup of coffee once a week with a friend, writing a book, starting a side hustle, meditating, whatever that is for you, learning to knit, play guitar, it doesn't matter what. You write down your priorities and then you see how they can line up. And what I find is that people aren't spending enough time in their priorities, which is what I call their margin, the meaty part of life, like the good stuff. Like if you're not doing anything to fulfill you personally, spiritually, in relationship with others, you just, you find yourself on this hamster wheel and you oftentimes I hear uh, from people that I talk with is that they're feeling unfulfilled. True. And so if you can start to align some of your to-dos with your priorities, then you can crush it and you can succeed at life. But I'll say the next step is to identify those priorities on your calendar. Because Special them right in. Absolutely. I mean, this is exactly what you talk about all the time. And it's so true because if you're if it's a priority to you, you will make time for it. And I talk a lot about my non-negotiables. What are my non-negotiables and what does that look like every single day or every single week? So if For example, one of my non-negotiables is spending time with my family, so my kids. And I ask myself, and I learned this from um, a podcast, Megan Hyatt Miller on the Lead to Win podcast, and she said uh, in a long-winded interview years ago, where can I invest my time so the people I love feel loved by me. So if my kids are my priority, where can I invest my time so the people I love feel loved by me? And what I found was going to my kids and my husband and asking them, where can I spend my time so that, so that you feel loved by me was an aha moment for us. And what I found was between 7 and 9 a.m., when the kids are waking up, going to school, the other one's getting up, going to school. They both go to different schools. We have different times. But we're always together for family breakfast. That is where 
we just are. It's just what our family is like. And they like to feel like their day is set up for success. And that means more to them than mandating family dinner. So once just, we realized that, we knew. Yeah. I, and, you know, if you didn't ask, you would not necessarily know because a lot of times what we think is important to our family may not be what they think is important to them. So it's good that you asked that question because, you know, some moms might think that it's really important that they, I don't know, pick their kids up after school and give them their snack at, at that time. And so they'll try to work their schedule around being sure to be home after school. But then when you ask the kids what their favorite part is of, of you being with them, they may say to me, say that, that I actually prefer the breakfast time or I prefer nighttime when I'm going to bed that you read me a story. So it's, it doesn't, it's actually a really a good idea to ask what their wants are of you so that you don't feel guilty that you can't do it all. Like, you know, cause you can't, you can't do it all. You know, if you're a, if you're a working mom, you just don't have the time to do everything. It's, it's, it's hard. It's that balance is not always possible. So you got to figure out where the best, your best energy is that helps everyone in the long run. Absolutely. And I would say that if we're just, if we give ourselves some grace and try to achieve harmony over balance, we can win every day of the week. Because to me, it's, 80% of the time, nothing is perfect. Do I have a meeting that sometimes I have to go to in the morning? Of course. Do I have something come up where I don't get to take the kids to school or have breakfast with them? Absolutely. But I tell them I strive for 80% of the time to be here and be in this space with you. No phones, all that. Just do breakfast. And they're resilient, right? And they're like, okay, cool. Like, we get it. I've managed expectations. But it's 80% of the time. It's finding this harmony. It's, you know, it's like the yin and the yang. When it's together, it's in complete harmony, right? But when you spread apart the yin and the yang, they're completely out of balance. And when we can start, especially as women, ambitious women, working moms, mompreneurs, stay-at-home moms, as women, if we can start giving ourselves and our fellow woman some grace, and just realizing we're all after harmony and it's 80% of the time, we can crush it. We can do so much. And that's so exciting. It completely lights my hair on fire. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we talk about moms being, you know, trying to balance their lifestyle and their family and their work. Uh, but also productivity in this sense could be work for anyone, right? So you may not, like, for example, myself, my kids are now grown, but then I have the responsibility and I want to spend time with my spouse and my, my mother. So it's like our, our roles may change as we're going through our life and our kids may grow, but you still have that desire to be with other people and want to spend time with them. So it could be your kids. It could be your pet family, your parents. It could be, you know, your girlfriends. It could be anyone that you want to spend that time with and, uh, it's important to schedule it in if you can. Schedule it schedule. in. Schedule. You should be running your calendar. Your calendar should not, not be, be controlling you. you. Yeah. And oftentimes, we need to take a look at our calendar and do like an audit every once in a while, right? And look at the next week and ask yourself, are these things I've put on the calendar or other people have put on the calendar, on my calendar, right? Are these my priorities 
or are these somebody else's priorities? And you can easily then identify what needs to be shifted or deleted or, you know, or canceled or moved aside because time is your most valuable asset. And so I look at all of this like organizing and productivity in time. So if you're a business owner, you could ask yourself like, what drives my results and make sure that your priorities match that in business, right? Is it scrolling Facebook? Maybe, probably not. Is it something else? And that's, I think like once you know you have the choice and you can regain your control, you can do anything. Yeah, no, it's very true. So you were talking a bit about negotiables and so I'm assuming what you mean by that is that we have negotiables, non-negotiables versus negotiables. And the non-negotiables you mentioned is your family. That's really important to you. So what our listeners could do is start writing down those non-negotiables, the things they want to do that's really important to them. And then also write down the other tasks that they have and see if they can be negotiable. Like, are you able to uh, perhaps let some of these tasks go? Is that what you meant by that? Non-negotiable versus negotiables? Yeah. I mean, we all have the same amount of time in our calendar, right? So I look at my non-negotiables in the categories of like self, right? Mm -hmm. You have to fill your cup first. We all know this, put your oxygen mask on, Um, all of that stuff. Self, uh, relational, like my husband and my family and my kids, like that stuff is really important to me. And um, what drives professional results? at work or in your own business or whatever. What are those non-negotiables? So for self, mine sleep. I go to sleep super early, I get a lot of sleep, and I care a lot about that. That means I don't do a lot of things at night, but 80%. So do I go to business meetings at night sometimes? Of course, 80%. And then we talked about relational, like with the family, and professional, it's whatever's going on at the time, right? And then, so those you kind of block out. So those are in your calendar. So my calendar would look like this from, well, I get up super early, but I'll say 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. is my brain time. It's the time when I'm most alive and alert. From 7 to 9 is non-negotiable time with the kids. In my calendar, it's called family time. I have a Google calendar, and it's blocked out 7 to 9 five days a week, weekdays, because they don't go to school on the weekends, done. And then I go to sleep really early, like 8.39. So at eight o'clock at night till the night, that's blocked out most of the time. So what do I have left? And what I have left is my, is then my um, negotiable time to write the email funnel, to do whatever it is that needs to happen. Uh, have coffee with a friend, um, work on my manuscript, uh, whatever, whatever that is. So that's negotiable. Do those things move from day to day? Of course. Like I might have a meeting on one day and I don't the next day. It like all kind of works itself out, but you have more time in the day than you realize. And if you start to use it wisely, yeah, Mm -hmm. you'll be able to get it all done. I mean, do I watch TV? Of course. Is that in my calendar? Not really, but I mean, we kind of have a flow, right? We don't have to like put everything in. Is it a non-negotiable? Of course not. I can go without TV. So something comes up, 
whatever. Yeah, that's a negotiable, uh, non-negotiable for me. I watch TV and I'm like, that is my downtime. I look forward to it every night. I, you know, so for me, it's like, I just, yeah, and you're right. Like if something came up and we were going out or doing something, then I would not watch TV. But I, for me, that is one way I just kind of let my mind veg. I'll watch silly shows that don't take a lot of requirement of thinking and just zone out. That's the only way I can do it. Sometimes I read, but I find I'm reading business books. So I'm still working, right? So TV is the only thing I feel that I can do because even driving to my office, I'm listening to a podcast that's business or I'm thinking about my day. So you've got to find something that works for you to be able to just, and I'm not a spa person. So some people it's the spa, right? They like to go to the spa and spend time there and just relax. Whereas I, I don't. So for me, it's just TV, silly TV shows for sure. Okay. So now, when you talked about intentional margins, there was one thing that I noticed on, I think I may have saw it on your website. I can't remember now, but it was a three minute margin. Do you, can you explain what you mean by a three minute margin? Yeah, sure. So this is something that's so fun and so easy for anyone to do. Um, I'll give you a mommy example because yeah, we sure. can start there and then we can go into other business examples if you want. But it's really, really simple. It's about setting your intention before you go into the next thing. So for me, it's when I go to the bus stop, I make sure that I have at least three minutes, but usually like three minutes, to set my intention of how I'm going to show up when my kid gets off the bus. So if my kid gets off the bus and I'm like ready for him, and we're like, hey, how's it going? Hope you had a good day all of that, that's one way that I can show up. Or I could be on the phone or finishing up a text message or not really paying attention because I'm distracted and then he sees me that way. So it's it's the intention of how I'm gonna show up for myself and for others. So this three minute margin. It also helps if I'm going into a meeting, whether it's a coffee date or a business meeting where I've gotta really be on my game. Because I know what intention I want for that meeting. Not only what I want to get out of the meeting, but how I want to show up and serve what, for whatever I'm doing. So I want to show up, as you do, as our listeners do, in our best self. What does that look like? How do I show up in my best self? And it's not running into the meeting like I've, you know, like my hair is on fire because I've been so busy and I'm running from thing to thing and I haven't even thought twice about what the agenda is and what's going on. That's not how we really show up. We need to take a couple minutes and center ourselves. And I think it's so easy and so simple. We just forget because we're hustling and we're busy and we're trying to do all the things. Yeah, no. And that is so true. Like, I don't know how many times, uh, you know, you go to meet somebody and they're walking up to you and they're on their phone and they're looking at their texts. And, and it's true. Like, I know I've probably been guilty of this myself when I'm, you know, running up to meet somebody and I just finished, you know, meeting with somebody else and it's kind of like overlapping and we're rushing from one to the other. But it's kind of true if you can give yourself that, like you said, three minutes just to refocus and, 
and show that you know you're on your best self and ready to tackle the next thing you're going to do and like you said even just showing your child that you're paying attention to him getting off him or her getting off the bus and you know because they're usually laughing and smiling when they come off the bus right so just knowing that you're there watching him or her do that makes a big difference I think too yeah that's a really good point actually and all it takes is three minutes <laughs> three minutes and this is 80% of the time again like nobody is perfect mm -hmm. we're all I mean I'm in this too like this all of these concepts that we're talking about today it's a practice it's like yoga right like you can do yoga your whole life and you can always be improving that's the same with this like taking two steps back from the cliff of overwhelm is a practice. Like how do you have the tools and how do you do that day after day after day or, you know, finding margin or creating this three minute margin. It's all a practice and it's 80% of the time because sometimes you get a phone call or mm -hmm. something happens. Like we have to give ourselves and each other some grace because we all deserve that. Yeah. And it, I always think of this also as a habit, habits, right? We got to change our habits of being super, super busy and stressed and running like a chicken with their head cut off. Instead, we've got to get in the habit of taking more time to ourselves. And like you said, that three minutes, um, get in the habit of doing that daily, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, habits are another one, right? Habits are, I'm obsessed with habits and mm -hmm. I think three minutes a couple times a day isn't going to break the bank on your time allotment and no. it's so worth it and habit stacking, which is, you know, finding a habit that you already do and then stacking on a desired habit is so important and can be so beneficial. So I always walk to the bus, but typically, you know, uh, me included have our phone out, right? It's a habit. We have our phone out. We're looking at it, waiting for the bus. What else can you do instead if that's not your desired habit? You're going to walk to the bus anyway. That's the habit. What else could you do? And it's just like changing those little things. And I mean, I'm guilty of it probably more than anyone. I'm up to the last minute. I'm trying to get something done. Get everything done. Of course. Yeah, for sure. So I think we're Almost done, but I wouldn't mind if you could think of, if you have any more, that is, any other productivity tips that we can give the listeners so they're not feeling so overwhelmed and wanting to get off that hamster wheel, as you mentioned. Uh, if you can think of any more tips before we go. Sure. Um, I talk about this in my membership group all the time, and it's this concept that randomness causes overwhelm. If you can have healthy boundaries and structure, you will be less overwhelmed. Does this mean rigid structure? No, of course not. But randomness causes overwhelm. Mm. So if we can really start to chew on that, I think you'll find some harmony in reducing your randomness. Awesome. Very cool. Very, very cool. And now you just mentioned your membership program. Um, I think you have it on hiatus or right now, or is it, can people enroll in this membership program or do they want to wait until it's getting up and running again? Yes. Um, so I have, yeah, it's really, it's very cool. So I have a membership community 
And it's uh, the coziest virtual coffee shop on Facebook. It is so stinking much fun. We talk about intentional margins and boundaries and saying no and managing your calendar and all of these fun things. But I also bring in experts on a wide range of topics to talk about whatever their expertise is with the membership. And we do, you know, member spotlights and these women are just, it's mostly women. They're crushing it, like doing the coolest stuff. It just, it's just so stinking cool. Um, but what it is, is it's open a couple times a year and it's not continuously open for one big reason, which is community is in our DNA. And if we yearn to belong, we have to build community and you can't build community on the internet if there's constantly people coming in and out. It's like sitting at like one of those big farmhouse tables at a coffee shop with your girlfriends and like mm -hmm. someone sits next to you and wants to like talk about whatever, but you're like in, in it with someone already, like this group and then like somebody else comes and sits down and then somebody else and you feel like you have whiplash and you're wondering what's going on and they don't know where to start because they didn't watch the first video with everyone else. Like it doesn't work. If you really have a focus on building community, you have to build community. And the only way to do that is to have groups come in at certain times for a limited time so that you can all do it together. Do and it together. so, yeah. And that's, that's the, that's the magic. There's, it, there's nothing like it. It's a total feeling, but you just get on the wait list. And then when it opens, it'll be open for a couple days. You'll get an email. It'll tell you when it's open. And then you can decide if it's right for you. And if it's not, fine. If it is, great. It's a smorgasbord in this group, right? There's some things you take. There's some things you don't. Just like this podcast. You may think that randomness causing overwhelm is the one thing you're going home with. You, somebody else might think a three-minute margin, right? You get to pick what you want. And, go, and make those baby steps. And that's what's so brilliant about having free choice and having this idea that, like, we all get to design the life of our dreams. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we do it that way. And so really I encourage people to get on the wait list because if you don't do that, you might miss it, especially because social media is so finicky and you never know if you're going to see it or not. And, and how, how can they get on? I'll, I'm going to put in the show notes a link to your website and, and uh, other, other links if you have any. But so is that how they would get on the wait list then is to hop on your website? Yeah, katiejeffcoat.com. There'll right. be a link there to jump on the website and you can learn more about um, what lights my hair on fire and simple. But, you know, I think if we can just, if you can just find your people, whether it's, in a community that talks about the things that we've talked about today, or if it's a knitting club or a book club or your favorite girlfriends at a coffee shop, do that because finding your people is so impactful and it really, you know, it can help you achieve your biggest dreams when you have a group of people cheering you on. It's so true. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Katie. I really, really appreciate you taking the time today to hop onto our podcast and give us all this wealth of information on productivity. It's been so much fun having you, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's been great. Take care, Katie.